Welcome to the Joy Revolution Podcast, where you'll stop letting the chaos of adulting fuck with your joy of living. Because can we all agree that adulting is a lot? All the responsibilities, obligations, chores, all the things you gotta do so that you can look like you've got it all together. But that's only half the story. What about how your life feels on your insides? How come no one ever taught you about that? I'm Elizabeth Wallace, a certified integrative life coach here to school you on the essential skills of working with your internal world, your emotions, your nervous system, your bodily sensations, and your thoughts so that you can close the gap between a life that looks good on paper and a life that actually feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. All right, so today I am going to give you the relationship advice you didn't ask for. (laughs) Because here's the thing, let's be honest. Relationships are challenging, right? We are two humans trying to figure ourselves out in relation to someone else trying to figure themselves out and create a life together, whether that is in a romantic relationship or a working relationship, etc. And I know we talked about relationship tools last week, but this week I want to give you a hack or a tool or a piece of advice, whatever you want to call it, that can really, really, really set you up for long-term success in your relationship and will cut out so much unnecessary silent treatment and like one partner asking like, are you okay? And you being like, yeah, I'm fine. While like obviously giving off a toot, right? Just me? No? Okay. Um, And that is this. Instead of focusing on what you are fighting about or, you know, what challenges, like the, the, the concrete subject of whatever you and your partner are disagreeing about. Focus instead on and make a plan for how you initiate communication around challenges. Because if you're anything like me, (laughs) when something starts to feel challenging with someone else, you're going to have some sort of a reaction. Now, my reaction is to shut the fuck down. I retreat all the way inside my body and it's like, hello, is anyone in there? Lights on? What's happening right now? The number of times my husband has been like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, that is me (laughs) from a couple minutes ago. That that is literally what I do, Um, is innumerable until we figured out where the like the kind of moment of greatest capacity for change is. I feel like that was a really convoluted way of saying we sat down and we were like, hey, how can we make this better? How can when things get challenging, how can we move through them faster and with greater ease? And the biggest hurdle for us as it is with many, many couples or relationships, is getting past the initial emotion and feeling around, ooh, there is something to discuss here, okay? One of the things that I 
like to say is that nothing good comes from two activated people trying to work some shit out, right? When you are activated, when you're mad or you're sad or you're defensive or you're embarrassed, you're literally, when that emotion rises up, you're swimming in it. And so any conversation, any action, any response that you give is going to come from that emotional place. That's not super productive. And if you're anything like me and, you know, I, my historical response to any time that I was upset or mad was to retreat. Like I was very uncomfortable with the feeling of anger. And that would result in me being really angry inside for a real long time until I either forgot about it or until it got like wheedled out of me by my partner, which is like an annoying process for them as well. And so we came up with a system that I have since applied across many like relationships in my life. And I have given this as an assignment to many, 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 many clients and has worked wonders is to work with your partner around what is the mechanism for us to initiate a challenging conversation. And what I mean is this. Sometimes it's hard to say, I'm mad. Sometimes it's hard to initiate a conversation when you're still in the emotion. And so what my husband and I do is we have this, I don't know, you might have seen them on Amazon, It's a little octopus, okay? It's a little stuffed plush octopus. On one side, the octopus is yellow and it has a happy smiley face. And then you can flip it inside out. And on the other side, it is pink and it has this like angry octopus face. And when I was newly postpartum and the chemicals were pounding and the emotions were raging, I simply didn't have the capacity to express that I was feeling some type of way and to initiate a conversation about something that was not, not feeling good to me. And so what we set up instead and what we have worked to maintain, even though Ollie has since stolen this octopus as has Nessie, our dog, um, is... When things are hunky-dory, God, like, is that a, is that a, is that like a phrase still? I don't know. When things are good, the octopus sits there and is on the yellow side, the happy side. When I'm feeling a certain type of way, I flip it over to the pink angry side, the, the like, raw, I'm in an emotion side. And what that does is it tells my husband, hey, when it's on the pink side, There's something that we do need to discuss, but Elizabeth isn't ready to discuss it yet or else she would have brought it up to me. This is the little cue for him to know, yeah, I'm not crazy. She is giving me the silent treatment. She is in a big emotion that she's not quite sharing with me yet. And that's okay. That is not for me to fix or deal with or wheedle out of her because she is sorting through her own stuff and getting to a place where she can bring whatever it is forward in a productive conversation. And so we have this funny little octopus who indicates to each other when, hey, we got to have a conversation about something, but just kind of like a heads up 
don't, you don't need to take any responsibility for the emotion that I am currently feeling. Because that is simply true. Our, our emotions are ours to deal with. And so when I feel big emotion about something, it's not your job to deal with the emotion. It's to have a productive conversation with me about what's underneath the emotion once I have dealt with that emotion, once I am able to have a productive conversation with me. Right? One of the things that drives me crazy personally is when someone says, well, you know, I asked them what was wrong and they said nothing, nothing, nothing. Like I gave them the chance to tell me what was wrong. Like they're, it's like coming from like a high and mighty place. Like I was the big person and gave them a forum from which to, to, to have a hard conversation. And I'm like, yeah, but they might not be ready. And it's okay to not be ready to have a challenging conversation. It is okay to not yet have the language and the words because you are still in an activated place. Your job is not to work on someone else's timeline. Your job is to work with your own emotions and get to a place where when you both are in a place that you talk about it. Your job as a couple or as two people engaged in any sort of relationship is to come up with a system by which you have hard conversations. So what is how, what is the way in which we initiate challenging conversations that feels good to both of us? How can we both take responsibility for our emotions around this hard conversation so that we can take the kernels of truth, right? The, the root underneath the emotion and have an open conversation about them. Okay. Now, Say you're the person on the other side of the conversation. So say your partner is obviously upset and they flip that octopus over to pink and you're like, oh, dang, like they're upset. That would naturally ignite some of your own emotions like, oh, God, we're going to have to have a conversation or whatever it is. And my advice to you is, cool, instead of worrying about their emotions, Work through your emotions around them having emotions, right? This is kind of like um, meta <laughs> or like a, a Russian um, nesting doll inside a nesting doll inside a nesting doll. My emotions about you having emotions about my emotions, right? But your emotions are your job. So you see someone is upset. They're having a hard time. They're going to have to come to you and have a hard conversation. Great. That might freak you out. Your job is not to fix their emotions. Your job is to work with your emotions around them having emotions, okay? Because the goal, again, is to have challenging conversations from a productive, grounded place. To not demand that conversations be held when you are actively activated, right? In an activated state. And I have found that the greatest barrier to entry into productive conversations is the initiation that a conversation needs to happen. And that is where this octopus comes in. Or maybe it's a, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Or maybe it's something that you flip over on the fridge or something to let your partner know, hey, yeah, something's going on with me, not for us to deal with right now. I'm working through my shit. And I will come to you when I am ready. That 
is going to catapult you in your progress in having difficult conversations with anyone that you are in a relationship with. You know, I have been out of the nine to five work world for a while now, and I haven't been on a job interview in quite a while. But from what I remember, and again, it has definitely changed, but the question that I wish people asked was, when things inevitably go wrong, what's the best way to communicate with you? What is it that you need? Because that is actually the most helpful question. Or maybe it's the question that you ask when you first start in a job of when things absolutely go wrong because they will because nobody's perfect how do how should we communicate about that do you like to be emailed do you want to talk face to face do you want to you know talk about it and then take some space what is it because challenging conversations will always need to be had in any 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 relationship and when you can figure out the mechanism for having them they will inevitably become so much easier. And you know, I actually also give this advice to all of my pregnant friends because what I wish that I had known or the way that I wish that I had prepared when I was pregnant for the postpartum period was instead of trying to have rigid rules for, you know, what was allowed and not allowed visitation times, blah, 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 postpartum. I wish that instead of trying to set that up and anticipate my needs, I wish I had come up with a system with my partner for how to communicate when things didn't feel good. Because that is absolutely a time when you are awash in chemicals and emotions and hormones, right? And it can be really hard to say, this isn't feeling good. I'm filled with rage that has nothing to do with anyone, but this doesn't feel good. And I held it all inside because I didn't have that mechanism until we found the octopus, right? And so for any relationship, instead of trying to anticipate challenges or plan for challenges or prevent challenges, instead your effort and your energy and your time is better spent trying to figure out what are the what is the best easiest lowest threshold to entry mechanism for us indicating to one another that we I'd like to talk to you about something okay so I am actually going to link the octopus in the show notes because it is so silly and it does bring a little bit of lightness to the relationship as well of like, oh, see that octopus is flipped to pink. Okay, here we go, you know. So I'm going to link that in case it is useful for you. And I am sure that you will also come up with your own creative methods, which I hope you will share with me. You can pop over to Instagram at Elizabeth the Joy Coach and share whatever it is that you discover works for you. But I highly, highly, highly encourage you to think about and work with your partner or whoever you are in a relationship with, what is the mechanism that we indicate that a conversation needs to be had and see how much easier challenging conversations are. All right? Okay. Go have beautiful weeks. You know where to find me if you want to talk about one-on-one coaching or anything that you have heard in these podcasts and know that I am sending you so much 
freaking love. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that every single one of these episodes brings you closer to a life that feels better to you on your insides. And if you're looking for more, you can find tons of tools and tips, ideas, and perspectives on my Instagram at Elizabeth the Joy Coach. And if you're curious about working together personally, you can find out more info about that on my website, which is linked in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening so that more people can join the joy revolution and get out from underneath the heaviness of adulting.